everyone, and welcome to the third episode of the 321 Interviews podcast. My guest today is Sarah Bilmain. You got Sarah, it. Sarah began her housing career in senior living in 2012, where she used her gift of empathy to help seniors transition into independent living, assistant living, and memory care. She then went on to become a senior living sales coach. She is now on a personal mission to bring the best of the relationship-driven senior living world to multifamily housing. She believes strongly in authenticity as well as the value of building relationships and strong connections with those that matter most, prospective and current residents and employees, through the use of video. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you. I'm so thrilled to be here, Adrian. I'm, I'm a fan of yours. You're doing such great work. Thank you very much. You're very kind to say that. Uh, now, the first question I have for you, Sarah, mm-hmm. as a partner of the multifamily industry, you are very familiar with the staff shortages, especially on the maintenance side. Yep. What do you think are the main causes for this situation that we're in and how can the industry solve this crisis? Mm. Great question. I think one issue is the fact that parents, high schools, from the moment kids are born, they are told that after high school, you go to college and you get some sort of a professional degree. Um, I think that we need to bring back the value of working with your hands and learning a trade. There's so much respect and dignity in that work. And I think that kids don't even think about the fact that, gosh, they could actually become an electrician, a plumber, they could go into property maintenance. And instead of paying $40,000 a year, they could make $40,000 a year, put just a small amount into savings each month, they could retire millionaires. They're not being told that there there are many paths to success in life. So I think one thing that the apartment industry can do is make a greater effort to get into those high schools and talk to these kids about potential career paths and just bring the respectability back to uh, a non-traditional college path. And I'm certain that there are many people in property management and property maintenance that are very well educated, very intelligent, um, have capacity to go in many different directions, but they've chosen property maintenance because of other aspects. So I think one thing is just getting rid of some of the stigma with going into a profession like that. Um, And then, you know, paying those people well. And I think that the industry is going to have to, it's going to have to catch up. Um, It's painful, I'm sure, for a lot of CEOs to be thinking about how that's going to impact their bottom line. But hey, it's those frontline staff that make it happen. And from my senior living background, I will tell you that a maintenance person is one of the most important people in a community. They really impact occupancy and resident satisfaction, and they can be your absolute greatest ally or not. <laughs> so treat them well. Treat them with respect. Sorry, you, you're making so many great points right here, and I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, definitely bringing new blood into our industry it's it's going to be vital for us to uh, maintain and actually thrive as an industry one of the uh, 
one of the surveys that I uh, ran across a few months ago was saying that there's a deficit, a deficit, a shortage of maintenance personnel nationwide of 850,000. Mm. Uh, wow. Yeah, that, that's that's almost like he's approaching 1 million. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's a I can't even begin to imagine, you know, the 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 length of the the depth of this issue. It, it's mm-hmm. it's just something tremendous. And uh, I know that us in a, a property management industry in particular uh, tend to lose quite a bit of sleep over. I bet. Um, now, uh, Sarah, it's your mm-hmm. turn for the first question for me. Okay. Okay. So in the past, you have mentioned to me how you have really changed as a leader, as far as how you interact with your team. And you've just done a lot of different, a lot of things differently. I look at your uh, first phase of your career kind of as Adrian 1.0 and today you're Adrian 2.0. If you could go back in time and talk to Adrian 1.0, what would you tell him? That's a great question, Sarah. I think the m- main thing that I would uh, try to teach my old self, my younger self, my 1.0 would be learn patience. Learn that, you know, things at times, you know, they tend to go at their own pace. And no matter how hard you try to push, you know, try to change that, that just might not be the best course, course of action. Uh, stay stay patient. Time. Keep your you know, head down, con- consistently uh, deliver good work or great work if possible, and then the results will come. Just looking back at my uh, at my history in property management, I started from the very ground up, and then uh, less than, than five years, I got my first director job. Uh, with economy going bad, I, I had to go back to, you know, site level for eight years. Eight years to go back into a regional position. I couldn't have done that without actually being patient, having the patience. So I think one thing that I would teach myself, you know, my younger self will definitely be patient. Mm-hmm. Patience. Yep. Very good. Uh, now it's the time for the second question for you. Okay. Yeah. So Sarah, from a supplier partner perspective, if you were to name one thing and one thing only that your customers could do to make your life easier, what would that thing be? Ooh. At this point, I would want to speak to my potential customers and just say, be open. You know, like when we start that conversation, you might feel like, oh, you've already got that covered. You've already... You're already using video. You've already done this. You've already done that. You've tried this. You've tried that. And I would say, just be open to having a conversation and exploring the potential for the future. I think from my perspective, and I think from many suppliers' perspectives, we don't expect an immediate sale. We, we don't actually necessarily want an immediate sale because what we want more than that is to find the right partner someone that appreciates what we have to offer, that enjoys working with us, and that gets the benefit that we truly want to provide. And if there isn't synergy there, you know, we're both happy to move on, but just be open to the conversation. You're making such a great point, Sarah. Uh, In order for a business deal, for a relationship, any type of relationship, personal or business, right, to Mm -hmm. work, this has to be a a two-way situation. It has to go, it has to work out both ways. 
it's just not going to be advantageous if it's only good for you or for the customer. It has to be mutually beneficial. You know, you, you're, you're definitely making a great point. Yeah, absolutely. Now, your turn to ask me the second question. Okay. Well, first of all, happy belated birthday to your son, Andrew. I wanted to Thank ask you, you a so question much. about him. Yes, I wanted to ask you a question about him. I know you you just, you love him so much. You, you're so proud of him. And I have a two-part question here. If Andrew came to you and said, Dad, I want to go into property maintenance. I want to know, how would you feel about that and why? And then what advice would you give him? That's a wonderful question, Sarah. Uh, for the record, I don't think that he'll ever do that. <laughs> but <laughs> he, he, if, you, if he was going to, uh, I will completely support him mm -hmm. in any type of career path that he wants to pursue. And a couple of pieces of what got, uh, advice that I would give him, I, I guess the most valuable piece of advice that I've learned myself and I took uh, upon myself uh, and used in my career was, okay, try to always do the work, the jobs that nobody else wants to. Mm. Because there is so much ROI in just doing those type of jobs that it's, it's, it's kind of a no-brainer not to do it, right? When you're the person that always, you know, pick up the slack or the person that does, you know, that gets dirty or when nobody else wants to, people will notice Right, and, and this is gonna help you, like you know, fuel your career pretty much, uh, your future. So that would be, I guess, you know, one piece of advice mm -hmm. I have for them. And I think that applies not just to property management, to just about any type of work. And it doesn't have to be getting physically dirty, right? It could be right. a figure of speech, but just the tasks that nobody wants to complete, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lesson in that for all of us. I think you're you're spot on. <clears throat> so now, Sarah, my third and last question for you. What advice would you give young individuals that might consider coming into our industry, whether it is on a management or on a supplier side? Hmm. I think my advice would be similar to yours, and I think it probably would apply to any industry, but do your best. Ha be on a mission to make a positive impact. And honestly, I, I think for the most part, if, if you don't love people, housing is probably not the right industry for you. I, I, I truly believe that home is where the heart is and helping provide a home for people is very meaningful work. And if you don't actually care about the people around you in your communities that you're working alongside with, um, maybe find a different profession. That's such a wonderful piece of uh, advice, Sarah. And uh, thank you for sharing that with the audience. Yeah. Thanks for asking. So Sarah, it's been great to have you on the show. Uh, thank you for accepting my invitation. And I hope uh, to have you back soon for more unscripted real talk. Yeah. Now, in in the closing, I would like to give you the opportunity to uh, speak to the audience and just kind of tell them how they could contact you. Maybe, you know, say something about, you know, uh, your business. What would you like for the audience to know about you outside of what we already covered? You know, I, I, I was thinking a lot about this. And here's what I want to share. 
truly, I want to get across the fact that life is short. Every day that we get is a gift. And I've often thought about the fact that there are 7 billion people on this planet. So truly, even if you make eye contact with somebody walking down the street, that's a one in 7 billion chance. And so look at the people around you and realize that they are a gift to you and you are a gift to them. And honestly, every interaction that we have, I, I believe strongly in the ripple effect, the butterfly effect, and just leaving somebody with a positive feeling as opposed to a negative. Well, either way, if you leave them feeling positive or negative, that has an ongoing ripple effect. So make a decision right now as far as who do you want to be and how do you want to impact the world around you? Now, I will say video is a great way to do that. Video is a great way to communicate. However you communicate, whether it be with thank you notes, in person, on Zoom meetings, recording videos and sending them via email, however you interact and communicate with those around you, make it positive. Be intentional because life is short and every day is a gift. As far as reaching out to me, I will tell you, if anybody wants to email me, you can reach me at Sarah V, S-A-R-A-H, V as in Victor, at heartlegacy.com. And because that's the person I am, I'm going to give my, out my cell phone, 952-406-0607. Happy to chat and build more relationships that matter because everybody matters. Well, what a way to uh, close our conversation because everybody matters. Yes. Sarah, thank you, thank you again. Thank you so much for coming. It's been a real pleasure having you on our show. This is the 321 Interviews Podcast, and I'm your host, Adrian Danila. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Adrian.